Hello. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. I'm your host, Nazirati Muhammad Yaakob, on another podcast episode in Talk Architecture Podcast. Today, I'm going to share with you my thoughts on critical thinking and approaching to skills and competencies in architecture theory. This is um, the second um, set of slides that I did for my theory class in which it uh, was, um, what do you call it, um, have a good review or a good um, acceptance by the YouTube subscribers. So I thought I'd give it a go here uh, as a podcast. Well, when we talk about critical thinking and architect or architectural designers using their skills and competencies and knowledge. One thing is the observation skills is the most important. Um, And that it's not just observing through the eyes, but all the senses. So the topic is making sense of things. So it is our own individual effort in learning and making sense of things, just designing. And I'd like to quote from Kevin Martlow in Small Projects 2014. Um, design is the conversation between creativity and context. I'll go into that a bit more. And um, the study of phenomenology would help one to be much more um, able to deal with the sensorial experience in designing architecture. So embracing that approach that many phenomenologists has mentioned earlier, such as Yohani Palasma and um, Peter Zamtor and others, would help um, you gain some understanding of this aspect of, an, of the philosophical design approach. So designing with clarity means phenomenology and sense of place through your own experience could assist you. And I was talking about uh, how the students could use their own experiences in actually tackling tackling a project, which was uh, non-site specific, but there was a definition of where the site was, and it was facing an ocean on top of a cliff. So I did remind the students on what is their overall design intention, what the overall uh, thing that they need to um, to um, um, achieve, what are their strategies in terms of the design, the typology of the building, the research and study that goes into that. And the site planning, obviously there is no site visit because it's a hypothetical uh, site. Um, This is solely to discuss about that particular um, project, but this can be also think in, in general to suit any other projects that you're doing. So we also, when you talk about design approach, you're thinking about concepts of case studies or earlier case studies or visits, different things that you embraced and you experienced, different concepts. And these concepts could be non-architectural or architectural. And I would talk about context and bringing meaning to forms. So I was quoting about context just now where design is the conversation between creativity and context 
carry my load. So in a desk script or in a, in a conversation regarding design anywhere, it may be an architectural practice where the um, principal architect is talking to a designer or in that context of an architectural practice or in a studio program in a university doing a project as I mentioned earlier in the second year. So definitions about other things that are similar to conversation which we have heard um, before um, people talk about dialogue and narrative. So I, I'd like to define the word dialogue, which is a noun. A dialogue is a conversation or other form of discourse between two or more individuals. So in a way, we are having dialogues when we are having crits, but it has to be a conversation and it is a discourse, not a one-way street of just giving a lecture. So the student who is presenting their work would realize that it's important for, for them to, to have this discourse between them and the critique or the tutor. And often in a desk script, it's much more, feel much more safe, um, especially if the tutor is um, able to facilitate a desk script well. But often you feel that you may have felt um, being very defensive in a open crit or a interim crit or final presentation. I've been there before myself, so um, I've advised my students that you need to take your chances and you need to enjoy your crit in a way that you are having a conversation with the critique. But also it's important that the studio master find the right critique and not questioning the program and not divert, uh, digressing into other things. And they are actually interested in having a conversation as, and it's not, they are not lecturing the students or le giving a lecture. So this is very important to have this conversation. And rightly so, Kevin McDowell, quoted this quote, but what is the conversation about, right? So we shall go into that later. A narrative, on the other hand, is something that a student would set out to do when they're, dis when they're giving a dialogue, a conversation, or presenting their work. And narrative is a noun that means the systematic recitation of an event or a series of events. This is a very uh, generic definition. It's not even um, described under architectural uh, presentation. It's just a general thing, but it actually suits us to actually redefine for our purpose, which is when you narrate about your design or your scheme, it is a building and people actually go through them and there is an event happening basically with that design and you may have a complex of a design which has a series of events so you could recite the story or narrate it from the first person point of view for example 
someone who is using the space. And that's, that's one of the things that students are, at the first instance, uh, even in the second year, when we ask them to narrate and give um, some sort of a um, abstract or synopsis of their work, um, we would like them not to just state it and listing it down what they have in the architecture program, but to narrate, they get into the job of narrating. And um, we try to uh, encourage the students to narrate in a way that is bringing people into their project. Um, so that would prove to be a success. In some projects, um, because of the timing, a narration could be too long, so they would just list out the design problems. And by listing the design problems and how they um, they would r resolve the problems with their design, they insert the narrative in that way. Really, you could experiment on how to present in many ways. And by the first and the second minute, you'd want to, the to the audience or person listening to you to to catch on to what you've been uh, trying to convey by the first minute by the second minute drawn them in and by the third minute take them through and if you're given more minutes then you can actually through visuals and through narration you can um, make them feel the concept so so the concept is in the design. So when you have this conversation, um, what is happening in a descript or a tutorial um, with architecture designers, um, there could be topics, there could be themes, there could be a specific thing like designing the kitchen. There could The conversation could lead anywhere. Like a chapter, a book, you can talk about living room, kitchen, uh, dining, um, outdoor space, and that will be a chapter in itself, each one. And you can really go into detail in each one. So for example, the kitchen cabinets in the kitchen. If you did not draw the kitchen cabinets in the kitchen, then there's nothing to discuss. There's, nothing, there's no dialogue or conversation because in architectural design, only if we see something, we react to it. And that's the first principle of uh, a critique in architecture design. The critique, if they had decided to discuss something that is not seen in the design, is something else. Maybe it's to do with the understanding of the topic um, that was not clear, or it could be a clarification from the critique's point of view, or it could be the critique giving a sub-lecture now we don't really like these sub-lectures because there's a certain amount of time and, and in that certain amount of time there could be some decisions made. So if you're not focusing on the work at hand, then you know the, we're not saying that the student's fault all the time. It's also the critique's fault. So the quality of that conversation is supposed to help the design. So the creativity came from that design and how the students 
design the kitchen cabinet or the kitchen or the whole house. And then there is this context. And the context could be anything from um, what the students are asked to do by the tutors. Um, you can't. The critique that comes in from outside, if they suddenly talk about a project other than the project that at hand uh, of a different context, then it is of no use. There is no conversation, actually. So it's critical. The design is the conversation between creativity and context. So the creativity is based on the scheme and the context is based on that particular architecture program with that particular site, with that particular design studio and um, the progress that the student has had made earlier. Okay, so it's always interesting to talk about architecture design. Um, and I often quote from Christopher Alexander to sort of balance up this conversation. The ultimate object of design is form. We didn't take out form from the discussion of um, the conversation yeah, that we, the student and the tutor or critique had earlier. Eventually, the student deals with form, but form is is something that is shaped um, due to many things. Many things can occur in the scheme that create the form eventually that will arise from the scheme. So, therefore, this is a tricky one where if students are fixated by um, artistic forms or an approach that is form-driven. So this would be, um, it would need a bit of more unpacking with the students' uh, decidedly barriers to them designing and progressing further. Alexander further quotes some of this, physical clarity cannot be achieved in a form until there is first some programmatic clarity in the designer's mind and actions. Furthermore, Alexander also quote, every design problem begins with an effort to achieve fitness between two entities, the form in question and its context. Again, we see that Alexander, uh, in his capacity as someone who uh, researched a lot on, um, on architecture and uh, in particular context and form, um, the form is in question and its context. How do you fit these two entities? So form does something. Form is utility. Form is not an artistic pursuit in architecture. Form is, though there is art in architecture, but it is not the main goal to, to create a form and try to fit in the function in it. Form is just a utility uh, to be utilized and form does not necessarily mean that it has to be a perfect geometry. It could suit to the site and the context. So this is always an engaging conversation when you deal with form or engaging uh, iterative uh, conversation with yourself when you try to, to come up with a form. Therefore, form is the solution to the problem. The context defines the problem. Now, when you see that context comes first, defining the problem, and form comes up, come, 
comes up later in giving a solution to the problem. Form is secondary, and often we deal with form plus context, but form comes after context. So when Alexander in 1971 says, um, notes on the synthesis of form book, he says here in the quote, the ultimate object of design is form. Form without context is nothing. It's just the designer's fantasy or fancy. When we talk about function, we see an attempt to understand the needs of a program. So back just now we mentioned that physical clarity cannot be achieved in a form until there is first some programmatic clarity in the designer's mind and actions. In the designer's mind, conceptualizing and organizing, there is also is already a scheme in the mind, even in 3D, or even in some sort of experience in which the designer wants to draw it out and thus achieve a, a program in which we talk about function. So this program that and function goes hand in hand together. And sometimes the form is, doesn't emerge in the mind yet until they draw it out, until it's drawn, until there are more input from other things than the form slowly emerge. When we talk about the program, the program of meditative spaces starts with an entrance to the place and progressively takes the visitor into spaces that relates to each other and be it internal or external, sheltered by a roof or sheltered by foliage of trees, hedges and screens. The use of shadow, light, texture, materiality and understanding about our senses is one way of solving the problems, some of which architects design under phenomenology design or sensorial experience or sensory design or whatever you call it. We don't want to uh, put a title phenomenology and you design under phenomenology. What we want is for you to, to negotiate the sensibilities of designing and all these keywords were written by people and for us to reflect in when we understand English. So when I talk about that, the program of meditative spaces earlier, that was a particular project that students, second year students was doing and we talk about the entrance and taking the visitors to spaces that relate to each other and it is, the context is there. Uh, of suggestion and how you use shadow light texture materiality understanding because we were introducing uh, precedents or designers or models before architects before that could give them some inspiration motivation or desire to the to achieve the ends so um, I will uh, stop here soon um, in a few minutes um, by by quoting um, again um, about the uh, uh, a chapter or uh, sorry a page from Kevin Martlow's book. In that page, he talks about the principle of specific context. So notes on the relevance of phenomena. So Kevin also dealt with phenomenology in a way because the, the, there is a relevance in phenomena. So he mentioned that everything in existence is shrink-wrapped in its unique dense weave of relationships that we call its context. 
when we pursue this, we ask the question, what is context? Context is the background, environment, setting, framework, or surroundings of events or occurrence. This is a generic definition, not particularly about architecture, but it, it makes us understand about that there is a setting. So with that, as an architect, uh, as an architect or designer, we deal with problem solving. So uh, giving a brief, we're going to problem solve. Problem solving is dependent on one's ability to grasp the contextual weave surrounding any issues, says Kevin Marlowe. The knowledge a gorilla must have concerning the nature of his operational terrain is as contextually driven as the information a stockbroker requires to make decisions offering the greatest positive economic impact. So when we look back into the definition of context, it's simply context means circumstances forming a background of events. So Kevin was mentioning about the gorilla coming into a terrain and or a stockbroker making required to make decisions on the stock market. So context means circumstances forming a background. So those are the background. So does an architect designing a bungalow or a building. So the background, and then there's an idea or statement in such a way as to enable readers or the audience or the persons to use the building to understand the narrative or a concept. Again, we're going back to narrative or a concept that I discussed earlier in this podcast. So it is necessary in designing your, con your narrative to provide information, new concepts and words to develop thoughts. So again, Kevin said that the deeper the complexity of a problem, the deeper must one converse with the weave of its particular context for heightened intuition and informed decision-making. So I would always state that there's a lot of complexities based on something that's an angle to do with the economic part or to do with the business part, or to do with the healthcare part, or social or cultural part of the design. So I assume that that is also the complexity um, of a problem that Kevin is saying. And the deeper must one converse with the weave of its particular context. So you, the conversation has a lot when you talk to your critique or your tutor, the, the conversation could be from um, dealing with it, how you deal with the maybe a street market. This is a design thesis of a street market, talking about um, how it is an economic, how to sustain or make it economically viable to have a street market, and also having the transportation issues being resolved. So there's all these different issues, and how does the cultural issues being resolved? And culture meaning the shopping culture or the selling culture. So, like a street market, it's not a very simple, straightforward project of designing stalls. It is, there's a lot of complexities in it, for example. So, uh, the deeper one converse with the weave, there's an existing weave which you actually need to deal with when you insert your design of this context. So, heightened intuition and informed decision-making is based on all this study that you make and in problem-solving the different aspects 
uh, or different, um, um, de the deeper it is, the different aspects, meaning the business or the economic or the um, social and cultural and so on that I mentioned earlier. So knowledge and its application as wisdom is contextual, something that Kevin Marlowe uh, concludes with this text. Creativity and its application as design is no different. So, yeah, when Kevin mentioned about the, um, the gorilla and the stockbroker, knowledge and their application regarding these two contexts, so they need wisdom, so it's contextual. And this is, go, this is the same as the architect and using creativity and its application as design is no different. So going back to the, the quote that design is the conversation between creativity and context. So with that, I'm going to um, conclude this podcast um, and I hope that you can uh, gain something from it. Uh, it's part of a lecture on architecture theory. Uh, lecture number what was it lecture number um, if you would go to YouTube you'll find this lecture critical thinking and approach to skills and competencies in architecture theory design approaches um, lecture number T5 in the YouTube this was uh, presented in November 1st 2021 and today uh, I'm just taking a few slides and talking about it in the podcast with regard to um, what is design and referring to Kevin Martlow's um, quote. Thank you very much for listening. Have a good day.